Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is the main event March podcast brought to you by the Onion Sports Network. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy and cat dad, Troy. And with me as always is the main event collector and the ECW encyclopedia of classic wrestling. He is the Masato Tanaka to my Mike Awesome. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? What's up? I don't even know how to what to do with that entrance or intro. Um <laughs> I <laughs> Well, I figured I'd change it up because I always say the WWE, by the way, uh, that is available in our Redbubble store. You can get a T-shirt with fancy lettering and whatnot. looks like the some classic WWF Ooh, yeah. stuff. It might be. Or some stickers. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah it says uh, WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia in uh, dedication to Greg. But at the same time, you wear it around, and uh, it's, it's a nice conversation piece. I, yeah, I you think... can promote your favorite podcast, too. Exactly. It's a good conversation piece to say, uh, I mean, obviously not with women, but, you know, still. <laughs> well, maybe not in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what's out here either. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've seen the, you know, I've seen female wrestling fans and, they, you know, they they don't all have the look, bro, you know, but. Well, some of them have know. a look, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, save the perp topics for another time. Okay. Wow. But I th- I'm, I'm trying to come up with new shirt ideas, and I think uh, ECW, the Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling, I think that's another good one I can put up there, coming soon to the Redbubble store near you. But uh, enough talk about the merchandise today. Uh, on topic, though, we are talking about ECW. It's been a while. It's not like uh, I missed it. was a great it. song of Mustaine, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, we're bringing it back, man. Today, we're talking about ECW's Heat Wave 1998. Last year, we covered Heat Wave 1999, and that show was also in, yeah, Dayton. But And, uh, you know, it's the, cool, the new day was booty. 
Yeah, it was uh not a great show. I'll just say that. There was one thing in particular that, uh, well, wouldn't fly in 2021 that involved the Dudley boys. I don't know why the hell it would fly ever, but yes. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, well, it, only with that audience and only in that city. I'll say that. And hey, I can trash uh, on Dayton. I'm going to let you, well, you be the authority of that. I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I can trash on Dayton just like you can trash on Berkeley. Uh, don't get me started. How much time yeah. do you... How much time do you people have today? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but today we're actually talking about, I mean, not to spoil things, but we're actually not going to crap all over this one today. I mean, if you have similar notes to me, at least. I I actually, not to get ahead, but I actually enjoyed this show. Now, were there yeah. some moments where I rolled my eyes? Absolutely, freaking literally, but it is ECW. But yeah, I, overall, I, I was shocked that I liked this. And yeah, right. Find the words to say that. <laughs> well, right off the bat, I'm just going to say best part of the show, what Francine was wearing. Uh, what was she not wearing? Okay, anyway. Yeah, or, or I that. I thought we yeah. were going to save the perp stuff. Didn't we just make our pack? <laughs> it's an ECW show, so we, we it, it's going to happen. But uh, anyway, let's... Uh, Can I just say you... real quick, she's aged really well. Yeah, I know. I was surprised. You, you look at her, it's like, wow, uh, you don't look that much different. I mean... Uh, for for it being over two decades, you know, since this show right here, I mean, she doesn't look that much different. I mean, she's she's aged, but not that much. That's uh, so, I think that's Brian Myers Hall Pass. I'm almost certain it is. Oh my gosh! Well, that's that's anybody listens to Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, you'll concur. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the one. Uh, uh, Conrad keeps asking uh, if if he whenever him and Tony Schiavone have get-togethers. He keeps asking Tony, he's like, should I invite Francine? He's like, oh, no, 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 I already have her number. He's like, no, she's married, right? He's like, yeah, I, I just want to invite her over. <laughs> where, where is it written? Can't just be friends. <laughs> yeah, right? I, me, her, a bottle of Vaseline? I, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Gosh, get your mind Holy out of the gutter. Crap. <laughs> uh before we get into the news and notes, yet again, I want to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all your officially licensed sports gear there. Link is down in the podcast description. We're also sponsored by our newest sponsor, Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com, link down in the description, and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS, all one word, for 15% off of your order. Also, if you are listening on the podcast feed, please like and subscribe. Leave a five-star review and all of that. Spread the word about the main event, Marks. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And we are also playing live every Wednesday. It's our premiere at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on unhinged sn.airtime.pro the immediate replay is right after at 9:30 p.m. eastern 6:30 p.m. pacific we also have replays on thursdays fridays and mondays at 8 p.m. eastern 5 p.m. pacific again that is unhinged sn.airtime.pro but anyway uh up next we're going to after this break we're going to get into all the news and notes from around this time in 1998 on the other end of this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. 
Get all the best podcast swag from the main event marks. Our merch shop offers custom graphics, including the podcast logo on hats, shirts, masks, greeting cards, and more. There are tons of new designs with more dropping all the time. Just head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main event marks to grab your podcast merch today and become an official main event mark. That's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. And we're back. Time to get to the news and notes at WCW Road Wild. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm can, only go, that, <laughs> can only go up from here, man. But Uncle Dave Meltzer claims that the plan is for Hollywood Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and the Disciple to take on Diamond Dallas Page, Jay Leno, and Kevin Eubanks in a six-man tag match as at the main event of the show, which might just set a new standard for worst pay-per-view main event ever. Uh, well, yeah. I think most of that would happen, but... Yeah, uh, the Disciple was not a part of it, Kevin Eubanks was not a part of it. it well, now, hold a... on, they were a part of it. Oh, were they at ringside? Yeah, Kevin Eubanks used the diamond cutter on uh, Eric Bischoff. Oh, okay. Uh, see, this was a road wild I have not watched yet. Maybe we'll We've got to review it at some point because, you know, we'll run out of stuff to talk about in August. So we've got to <sighs> ironically laugh at something, right? I thought we were covering ECW today. Good Lord. Well, this is for like a future year, man. We got, we're going to run out of ECW in August eventually. Although I will mention, you know, for everybody whining and crying about moving to Peacock and they don't have everything yet, like they're adding more ECW stuff than the WWE Network ever had. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I'm like, I gotta see what the hell you're talking about. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff, apparently, that they... I didn't even know existed. Yeah, they're adding more stuff, like, weekly, too. I, and this is stuff that, like, I thought was gone forever, bro. But it's being uploaded. So I'm just like, wow. These weren't even, like, pay-per-views. They were, like, those special shows that before they did pay-per-view. So... There you go. They still don't have. I don't believe they have Born to Be Wired up there yet. So uh, that now in the archives, we that's we the one I'm that. losing sleep over. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one we reviewed. We had to watch that one, I believe, off Daily Motion or one of them sites. And uh, it's not good. The podcast was funny, but uh, the show sucked. Anyway, uh, ironic is funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of suck, not the first guy. This first name. This guy's fine. The rest of the story. Yikes. Uh, Bruce Buffer, the younger brother of ring announcer Michael Buffer, is working with Tank Abbott's business manager, or excuse me, as Tank Abbott's business manager, and is pushing to get Tank to join WCW. Oh, I wonder how that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that did happen, and uh, yeah, for some reason, Vince I'm like, that did happen, him. and yes, that did happen. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And, which one of those two do you think would go on to have a better career? His <laughs> his manager, Bruce Buffer, or Tank Abbott? Tank Evan Abbott. I think nowadays Tank Abbott is known for saying offensive things online, and Bruce Buffer is one of the most beloved 
announcers of all time. Yeah, I think his career really took a huge dive. A lot of fans when he called Jean- George St. Pierre, he called him it, not me, not my words. He called him gay boy. Oh, for uh, God's sake. Like, I don't think I'd ever call that man anything to his face like that. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see Tank say that to his face uh, and see what yeah. happens. GSP would, like, stretch him so bad. By the way, isn't GSP married to a very beautiful woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I don't think this was... I mean, obviously it was a homophobic thing, but I think it was more... Uh, the schoolyard? Stereo, well, that and stereotypical because he's French-Canadian, so... Oh, gosh, yeah. That's that's where my... I don't know. Too, that's, I that's, was like, my, it cause he's... that's my thought. I don't know. I'm not saying that's what it was, but... That's what I'm sounds... thinking, too. Yeah, it's like... Is, so, is like you and I talking before about it, it's like, uh, that's just... I think that's still an insult that people use nowadays. Like, yeah, well, you're gay. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you're a heterosexual. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. I I don't... All right. This guy right here, he's awesome. He's got a grasp of the obvious. Let's give him some points for that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Here's a funny one out of WCW. Last WCW story here. I guess it's more sad and a little funny. Uh, the New York Daily News Let's had just, a... Uh, take a second to appreciate your your leading to this, because I can already tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, well, it's a little sad, it, but you know. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's sad because it's like, holy cow, this happened. Uh, and it's, it's a little funny, though, to look back at. I'm sure at the time it wasn't. Uh, but here we go. The New York Daily News had a good story on the WCW Bash the Beach pay-per-view. After the recent remarks from Bob Costas about Carl Malone demeaning himself by doing wrestling, Carl Malone was quoted in a story by saying, Excuse my French, but fuck Bob Costas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's weird because Bob Costas is one of the most universally loved guys. I mean, he in did sports? baseball for crying out Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Why would, he do, why would he say this stuff and do, a, you know, and I love that movie, Baseball. I don't care what anyone says, but he would lower himself to a raunchy toilet humor comedy like that and and say this i know yeah he hates dude he hates professional wrestling he i don't everybody speculates it's because vince turned him down for a job years ago that's why i think that hates him yeah so it's like i i don't know because i guess he did try out and vince shut him down but it's like shouldn't you be appreciative i think your life went pretty well after that i i don't know host the olympics and he's like the face of baseball for announcers or whatever. I, I, I don't get it. I know. It's weird. But uh, the story also talked about how the night of the pay-per-view, Dennis Rodman disappeared for several hours to, quote, go get food with some friends, and there was legit concern that he wouldn't get back to the arena in time for his match. I so, think Bischoff confirmed that on his podcast. Yeah. This next part kind of, I was like, well, what? Uh, fellow NBA player Antoine Carr I'm not super into basketball in the 90s. You know who that is? I I was into in the 90s, but I don't know who that is off the top of my head. You're probably about to tell me and it's going to come to me. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to look that up. But anyway, he was backstage at the WCW event. uh, And uh, they approached him and asked him if he would like to do the match if Rodman failed to return. Uh, Seriously? Like, I realize you need a backup plan, but it's like... You don't even remember this guy. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Not that I'm, you know, the measuring stick. I just said I'm not a big basketball guy. But it's like, really? 
I guess his nickname was the Big Dog, and he played power forward for six different teams across 16 seasons. Wow, six teams. Yeah, during this time... Anybody who watches basketball knows that usually means the guy is expendable. Usually. I'm not saying he is, (laughs) but that's a good sign that he is. Yeah, he, uh, at this time, he played with Jazz, and he was about to go to the the Rockets. Okay, so now we know why he was in the building. Right, yeah. So, there you go. But, anyway, uh, that would have just been a, a funny, like, oh, you got him (laughs) all right but luckily he did uh but just as you see in the match he came back drunk and was obviously in no real condition to perform but wcw put him in the ring anyway the story also talked about an incident at the pay-per-view where cnn's craig sayer tried to interview goldberg backstage and bischoff freaked out because they don't want goldberg giving interviews and talking because they're trying to protect him and keep him as a silent badass yeah, it makes sense. That's what he was. Right. So, like, nobody told him. It's like, hey, uh, don't interview him. CNN. So something tells me he probably would have got his way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, uh, it's just, it's just weird all the way around. And, and obviously, I like, I just let the cat out of the bag. I didn't, you know, I wasn't watching WCW at this time. I assume you saw the match. I did. Uh, I Beach. ordered it, I believe. So, is, um, did he seem drunk and out of sorts during the match? Rodman, that is? He seemed like Dennis Rodman, so that's all okay. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I thought it came off really well. Now, I thought his match the previous year with Luger and Giant against them two was better, but, you know. What was him, What was with him and, and, and uh, this this event, man? I, I never figured that out, but I just I at one at at this point I know it only happened twice by the way, but at this point I'm like is this the thing going forward? And then he would wrestle at uh, Road Wild the next August, right? Macho Man. So I was like, is this the, the thing? Archives. The yeah, right? The summer of the summer of WCW has to have Rodman. Was that the thing? I, well, even if you go back to '95, Bash of the Beach, he was at Cage Side for Hogan versus uh, Vader. Yeah, and then at uh, Uncensored 97, he was there, too, so... Yeah. It's always been a fixture. Yep. Uh, well, that's a huge name, by the way, so having him on your show is only going to be good. Oh, yeah, it was it definitely clout, for sure. Uh, getting to the WWF side of things here, WWF fully loaded pay-per-view is in the books and was a show. Nothing much to say about it. Some good, some bad. Vader this was John. the night uh, Undertaker and Austin won the tag titles, I believe. Ah, okay. I think so. Well, well, I actually have a note about the Undertaker coming up here uh, in a second about this pay-per-view. But uh, Vader job to Mark. Foot, right? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't know about that one. Oh. Uh, Vader job to Mark Henry in a bad match, and Uncle Dave said that it's clearly time for Vader to move on. But at this point in his career, there may not be anywhere that he can really go and do any better. The dungeon... Well, he's not wrong, unfortunately. Yeah, he's kind of over the hill in 98. Uh, the dungeon match was good but awkward since it was pre-taped with no crowd in the ring. Uh, I don't remember that one. I, I mean, I remember the, the match happening. I just don't... Okay, I, no, I take that back. I do remember. That was the one where they wrestled in the heart basement there. So mm-hmm. that was effing weird. Uh, 
Rocky Maivia went to a 30-minute draw with tri- uh, Triple H, and which was probably the longest match of either of their careers, which is a real risk with today's short audience, uh, or excuse me, short attention spans, and with two unproven workers. But they did work hard, and it turned out pretty good. I just laugh yeah. looking at them now. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's uh, and 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 that's like one of the biggest rivalries of either one of their careers was against those two. We're still waiting on one more match. I think it's going to happen at some point. Man, I wish. I just I, I don't even care if it's good. I just want to see it. Uh, and the only real note from the main event was Undertaker coming out to an altered version of his theme. Yeah, that was a placeholder. You get the other one the next night. The the one that I think you and I both think is like his best one ever. That would actually debut the next night. Okay. Well, you know who doesn't like the fact that Undertaker changed his theme, Greg? Uncle Dave. He said it's stupid to mess with it. I thought it only got more badass. I now, know. Like, can you talk the original? Hell no. But I thought this was damn good. Oh, yeah. I, I love that theme. I wish you would have kept it. But, you know, I... I get going back to the original, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Also at the pay-per-view, there was a bikini contest between Sable and Jacqueline. First, it featured Jacqueline's nipple slipping out, which was supposed to seem like an accident. Then Sable came out with body paint over her nipples and was topless otherwise. Uh, Can we pause? I gotta go to the bathroom. What the hell? (laughs) This segment is sponsored by Blue Chew and Johnson & Johnson. (laughs) Or, excuse me, (laughs) Jurgens. Wow. We got it in. Hell yeah. Giggity. Wow. That was not supposed to be like that, but that was just a bonus. (laughs) That's what she said. Wow. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, And other WWE. I remember that, by the way. I just, I always thought it was just on accident. I'm sure you do remember that. You were a teenager at that point, weren't you? (laughs) Actually, you know what? Looking back, though, I think she had a moment in the UK where she got exposed while on a rip. I think she was on like a referee's shoulders during a match. Oh, Jacqueline? Yeah. Yeah, I think Sable pulls her top off. Yeah, just ripped the whole oh. shirt off. So is that yep, a thing? Yep. Was she like an exhibitionist or what? WWF basically made her one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't judge. I'm just like, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Bruce Pritchard said they basically, you know, approached her and I was like, hey, uh, Am I getting topless? She's like, nope. So, whatever. How would Conrad say? Want to get naked? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Won't get naked, Rassel. But I can make me like a piggy. Good God. <laughs> hey, I'm sure... Make it worse. <laughs> I'm sure Jacqueline wanted to show off with six grand paid for, you know? Leave no. alone. <laughs> uh, anyway, going from that to this, in a huge upset in the WWF Brawl for All tournament, Bart Gunn. Oh, Bart oh, yeah. Gunn. Sorry, I just know we were bringing this back. Hell yeah. Sorry. I forgot it was around this time. But, uh, Bart Gunn knocked out Steve Williams in the third round. The plan was for Williams to win the whole tournament and set, up, set him up as a challenger for Steve Austin. But you can't predict shoots. Williams suffered a knee injury in the fight, and the punch that beat him also dislocated his jaw. Yeah. Uh, if this I, is the part where we're going to shill Dark Side of the Ring, by the way, because I feel like we got to get that in. This is, one of the better, this is one of the better episodes, I thought. So. Absolutely. It was cool to see Draws again. I mean, it's sad, but it's cool to see Draws. Uh, and he's in relatively high spirits for his condition, so that's good. 
Uh, Vince Russo came off as a complete douchebag. I mean, not well, that entertained he... by this, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. We got one of the bigger gifts of all time from this episode. Just wow. Was this, by the way, was this the episode or was it the Montreal show where uh, we get the corny ass picture, uh, pun intended, of Jim Cornette ripping the Vince Russo picture in half? I think it's the Brawl Brawl because you can pass Montreal off as everyone's fault, I think. I yeah. Don't I think I'm pretty sure it was a Brawl Brawl because he's, he's, he's adamant that Russo ruined a lot of, I'm not saying he's wrong, but he's adamant that Russo ruined a lot of careers with that. So I'm thinking. It has to be that. Yeah, I couldn't remember because I, I, I'm pretty sure he bickered about Russo in the Montreal episode, but I couldn't remember. He there's, did, but, like, not as much. There's one where, like, the last three or four minutes of the show is just uh, Cornette just ranting on Russo, which is what he does best. <laughs> but I was just like, hot damn, well, dude, you had to get it in. It's what he did best. Now what he does best is AEW. That's different. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the thing with Williams, I mean, if you listen to everybody's story, like Pritchard, Pritchard won't admit it. He, he won't just come out and say, yeah, we were expecting him to win. We didn't expect Bart to win, whatever. Everybody else's account of the story says, yeah, uh, we were, we basically set this up for Dr. Death to win. And it didn't happen. Nobody thought Bart could fight. Why the hell wouldn't you think a cowboy could fight? <laughs> yeah. I'm well, it's being funny. I mean, I don't want he really was one, but I just, you know, country boys are usually tough as nails. So what what did you expect? Right. Well, I don't know, man. Like he like he and, and the thing was in that fight where he knocked out Williams, like it's not like he like uh, Williams had him on the rope and then all of a sudden he got, uh you know, hurt. And yeah, right. Off the rope. Like I can watch it. He got owned. Yeah. I mean, it so, was never in doubt. Right. And yeah, I guess he did. It says here he got a knee injury, but I'm pretty sure he I heard he pulled a hamstring or, or ripped his hamstring or something like that. And he started as he's going down, Bart clocks him and just knocks him the F out. I don't know. It's, it's just a weird fact of wrestling that everybody can say Bart Gunn knocked out Steve Williams. Now, I remember watching this when I was a teenager and my not to speak ill of the dead. My first thought was. The, that that guy from WCW, why is he here now? Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying that, but I just, I was like, oh, yay, Dr. Death. Cool. My first uh, thought was like, because you got to keep in mind, at this time, I'm like seven going on eight. So, and I'm fairly new to wrestling. Like, I ain't even been watching for a full year at this point. So, I'm sitting here going... So, and, and this is what, uh, the whole critique of the thing from people like Cornette. I was like, so everything I was watching earlier, was that fake? And this is real? Or is this fake like that stuff? Or is it all real? My whole thing about it was I didn't, I just thought it was, you know, part of the show. I was, right. in, I think I was like 16, maybe, when I realized it was a shoot. Yeah. Well, like, uh, in the YouTube archives, if you guys, dig back to uh, last July, we had a bonus show where we covered a show that had uh, some Brawl for All on it, uh, an old Raw is War, and it, uh, like, we talked about another thing that kind of blurred the lines was Hawk came out, Road Warrior Hawk came out in full paint and tights. So, we were like, huh? And, 
I could be wrong on this. I'm, I just don't want to get any heat from a, eh, you're wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> I think they're still doing the whole Hawk drunk thing when he came out. Or, I mean, they uh, weren't. Sorry. I mean, I mean, they, it was in full swing, but he came out not like that. I could be wrong on that. Maybe it happened later. I don't know. But uh, I actually have it. Well, oh, that leads us into our next story, actually. Uh, somebody else from the Brawl for All here, uh, Kama, is now going by the name Godfather and is doing a pimp gimmick and came to the ring with three hoes. That's right. Wasn't this the debut of it, unofficially? Uh, yeah, around this time. Yeah, uh, right in this uh, era. Also, the WWF is doing a gimmick with the Legion of Doom, where Hawk is basically on drugs or drunk or something. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That was good stuff. And it all ends with, uh, you know, because Draws was part of the LOD at this point, and it all ends with uh, Draws shoving a drunk Hawk off of the top of the Titan Tron. Another funny thing, uh, what's it called? Revisionist history. They always say, if you go back and watch it, everyone's always say, well, we did this thing where Hawk fell off the Tron. Clearly, we saw him pushed. Have you ever noticed right. that, though? They always say he fell. Yeah. You know, when they were doing, like, talking about the angle or whatever. Right. But no, he didn't. So. <sighs> uh, I can I can see, like, because there was speculation, because they were trying to say, they're like, well, he pushed him. And they're like, well, no, he fell, because he was drunk. And, you know, because that was the thing. He, like, for anybody out there that doesn't know, he wasn't wearing paint. He let his hair grow. He was wearing, like, street clothes, and he was acting drunk. And he climbed on top of And the they yeah, they went so far as to have Adam will call him Mike on live TV, too, by the way. Yeah. Way to bring, you know, real-life issues into, you know, wrestling. That's... Bro! <sighs> he did it, bro. We're going to bring it into the story, bro. He's going to fall off the Titan from He's gone forever. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we have a couple of things from ECW here I wanted to touch on. This <laughs> first one just... Be uh, sensitive with that, please. I don't want to touch on anything from ECW. But... Wow. Speaking of Dark Side of the Ring, here's a here's one. So, an appeals court in Revere, uh, Massachusetts, uh, overturned a ruling that New Jack could not be charged for assault in the mass transit incident. They turned the case over to a grand jury, and New Jack will be arraigned this week. He's expected to be charged with assault with the intent to commit bodily harm. The judge also wants Paul Heyman and Tommy Dreamer to appear since they were in charge of the show that night. This is still going. Yeah. So the mass transit incident was very effed up and sad, and if nobody knows about it, you can kind of... I mean, they talk about it quite a bit on the New Jack episode of Dark Side of the Ring. All right, two plugs this week. Yeah. They also talk about it on the... Uh, didn't they talk about it on the Rise and Fall of ECW? Yes. Okay. So it's in there. I'm sure you can find umpteen million shoot interviews uh, online uh, about it. One quick thing, since we're on it. Uh, I remember watching it on the Rise and Fall of ECW, and I, I never heard of it until then, honestly. So when I came out in like 2004 is when I first heard about it. Again, I didn't follow ECW, so I didn't give it right. Damn. But um, they show New Jack jumping on some, um, like some young, it looked like, he looked like he dressed up in Dudley Boy's gear, but he was a young black kid. Now, I thought that was mass transit. And then... Ah, uh, yeah. And then Devon, on the on the documentary, says you know, mass transit was this Ralph Cramden-looking guy. I'm like, what? Ralph Cramden was a white guy and kind of overweight. I just 
thought it was like they never showed him on there. I don't know. I guess looking back in hindsight, they probably can't legally. I don't know. Um, uh, well, he's been in stuff since then. I think he's playing his day on Dark Side, or maybe uh, I think he's on Dark Side of the Ring. I uh, uh, whatever. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just thought it was like weird. Like I always thought he was just some young white kid that got the hell beat out of him. But <laughs> uh, by the way, the 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 little uh guy that got jumped you're talking about. Are you talking about the the short uh, or the not short, but the the black little person. I, I can't remember. That his name, might have been who it was. Okay, because yeah. he was on Dark Side of the Ring too. Uh, for those of you out there that are yeah, curious, yeah, nice that's probably what I saw. Then okay, okay yeah, because he was with Mass Transit, and uh, I guess he got assaulted that night too, and he uh, he had some choice words for New Jack. So yeah, uh, this is a touchy subject because everybody in this is now passed. So. That's yeah, sad. except for him, by the way. Yeah, that, right. that, uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, because Mass Transit, I, I, I can't remember how he died, but yeah, he had facial paralysis from getting sliced open. That was yuck, but, uh, moving on to something a little less depressing here. Uh, well, McGillic- CCW, you can only be depressing, so. <laughs> well, Buell McGillicuddy is returning to college full time and is reportedly done with ECW. That would stick. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she pretty much is. I I don't remember her cropping up anymore after this. Uh, That's not my scene. was that one-night stand, honestly. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking, because I'm like, I think she was just gone forever, bro. I mean, she is a focal point of the main event of this show, but she's not actually there, and we'll get into it. But uh, Paul Heyman is trying to sign Mike Awesome to a full-time deal, but it's tricky because he's the top foreign star in FMW, and they have a good relationship with ECW, so Heyman doesn't want it to look like he's trying to steal their top star, but he is. Oh, God, how much is he going to regret that, huh? Oh, my gosh, right? Too soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike Awesome, they even mention his, his uh, FMW stuff on here. Uh, that's Masato Tanaka is from there. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know off the top of their head, they're like, what the hell is FMW? You might recall, if, if you watch... Um, uh, AEW at all. The exploding barbed wire death match was a big thing over there with, uh, uh, Onita. Like, that was his, like, specialty match that he, he did quite often over there. And Onita ran FMW, by the way, so. Last couple of stories here. Uh, Jerry Lawler will be playing himself in the upcoming Andy Kaufman movie, Man on the Moon, starring Jim Carrey. Jim Rossley in the air, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was, he played a commentator. I I know that he was played, a stretch. He played the commentator, didn't he? Uh, Did he play Lance Russell? I think so. Yeah. Oh wow! I he, what if I I didn't know if they actually called him Lance Russell in the movie. He if anybody's never seen, he looks and sounds nothing like Lance Russell. <laughs> so that's that's some mm-hmm. uh, funny. Boomer Sooner, he made it work. Yeah, right. That's some uh, funny casting. Uh, Funny side note here real quick. Uh, Jerry Lawler did talk about this. He said uh, the scenes that they filmed, like with the, the wrestling stuff in that movie, he said he shows up to, to filming and they have an audience. And he said they're all dressed like farm hicks out in the crowd, like wearing like overalls and crap and like straw hats and stuff. And he goes up to the director and he's <laughs> farm like, hicks are just redundant, but OK. Right. <laughs> well, he said he went up to the director. He's like, hey, um, you know, Memphis is like a bigger city, like. People don't dress like this here. Like, they never have. And he's like, oh, really? 
He's like, all right. And then he like gets on the bullhorn. He's like, change the wardrobe. Get him out of here. <laughs> he was like, so they just had it in their Hollywood minds that like everybody from Tennessee is just like off the, straight off the, the set of deliverance. Didn't help yeah. that Andy Kaufman being out like that too. when um, in their feud. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, like he when said, you, he's like, when you dumb hates from Memphis, Tennessee. Or Lawler that's, probably, said, that's probably like the most famous Andy Kaufman interview. Yeah, right. Last story here. We usually open up the podcast here with this, but I figured I'd keep you guessing. We're closing with death instead of opening with death. Uh, legendary women's wrestler June Byers passed away at the age of 76. In 1954, Byers won the women's title from Mildred Burke in a match that was a total shoot. A shoot, bro. This is a shoot. The Booker, uh, which that. <laughs> The Booker, which is uh, Burke's ex-husband, wanted Burke to drop the title to the woman that he would later marry. Burke didn't want to drop the title to her ex's new fling and refused. The Booker figured that the only way to get the title off of her would be to put her in the ring against the a bigger and stronger woman, and he had to do it as a shoot. That woman was June Byers, and Burke agreed to face her in a shoot. And uh, it was like a two out of three falls match, which back then all title matches were. Basically, uh, I think Burke's knee went out in the first round in the, the the first fall, and she had to uh, she had to quit or submit whatever. And then it came to a stalemate, and they just ended the match. And they're like, "All right, whatever." And they gave the title to Burke or to Byers. Oh man, what's up? Yeah. Oh, I never knew about any of that. Yeah, but women's wrestling was weird back in the day. But there you go. But all right, it's amazing now. I know. Now we actually have women's matches that, uh, I, I mean, back then they kind of mattered, just not in the same way. It just was nowhere near as good. So. Now we got, yeah, now we got women's matches eclipsing a lot of the men's matches on certain nights, so just that. Yeah, the, like, That's the women's matches now I actually give a damn about, and I don't, I, I don't sit there and go, alright, well this is my pee break match. You but, know, during the Attitude Era, it was a bathing break match, but not for P. Anyways, let's move on. Good lord. All right, well, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're getting into the actual event at hand, Heat Wave 1998, after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do ever do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. And we're back. And we're back. Time to dive into ECW. And for once, it doesn't completely stink. It's not a giant pile of crap. It's a moderately. (laughs) It's not a giant pile of crap. It's a moderately sized pile of crap. I kid. But anyway, this one, uh, Heat Wave 1998, it took place August 2nd, 1998. The venue was the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. The attendance was 4,400, and the buy rate was a laughable 0.21. There you go. Yeah. So what's that, like uh, a couple thousand people ordered this thing? Uh... Maybe almost like 60, 70, maybe. Yeah. Well, the Hera Arena, by the way. I'm sure uh, we're going to get corrected, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. Well, feel free to, you know, reach out and let us know how wrong we are. And I will tell you how much I don't care. I'm just kidding. But seriously, like, I I honestly, if, if people come to us with criticism, I'm not a jerk about it. I'm like, okay, what, you know, I take that under advisement. I'm not either, as long as you're yeah. not a jerk about it. Right. And when I reply to you, don't reply with too long, didn't read. Because if you say that, then, you know, I I know you're just trolling and I'm not going to care about anything you have to say. By the way, as a uh, aside here, the Hera Arena held 5,500 people. So this was about a thousand people shy of being a sellout. Uh, But uh, is this arena still there? Uh, I'm trying to figure out if they ever reopened it. Okay, they officially closed it in 2016. So this is not where Batista returned, right? No, that's at the uh, the Nutter. the The WWE never went to the Hera. That was always um, WCW and ECW, because that's like the secondary place in town. WWE always went to the Nutter, the Nutter Center. Uh, but the well, because of stuff like this show we're about to see, God got really mad at the Hera Arena and sent a tornado after it a few years ago. Ouch. <laughs> I kid, but seriously, a tornado ripped that damn place to shreds. And then for some reason, they rebuilt it and shut it down. So that, you know, take that for what you will. That's, uh, that's a smart mayor right there. Anyway, sorry, I'm not going to get political because I don't. I just oh, no, no, no. That... The, the city, <laughs> well, no, the city didn't rebuild it. The guy who owned the damn thing <laughs> rebuilt oh, it. Oh, that's his dumbass fault then. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, the show starts off with Joey Styles in the ring, per huge, introducing his with broadcast With everybody ECW, you didn't say that part. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I, well, that's just implied, Greg. 
Uh, but he's introducing his broadcast partner for the evening, the injured ECW World Heavyweight Champion, Shane Douglas. Douglas comes out with Francine, who's, as we mentioned earlier, is barely wearing anything, and cuts the promo about how... What time was she looking? Oh, man, she was all the way live. Uh, but Douglas cuts a promo about how Bam Bam Bigelow is going to destroy Taz tonight. Joey Styles says that he bought a new suit that's double-breasted, like Francine. Francine then says, I bet your suit didn't cost you six grand, like, and then she shoves Joey's face right into her cleavage. Yeah, man, I just I feel oh, so man. bad for Styles, you know? <laughs> how, how dare she? My gosh! That's, uh, man, oh. how will he ever recover? Oh my god, these are real. Yeah, right. No, she she just said how much they cost. Keep up. <laughs> no, that's what she said. I don't believe you. These are real. You keep yeah, up. Right. Oh. God. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, can we point out that Shane Douglas is injured again? Yeah, man. This dude is, like, chronically hurt. I know. It's either a, a Oh, you know, I just realized race. Chris Baker is, too. Maybe it's just a thing in Pittsburgh. Kurt Angle has the worst neck in history. This could be a thing in the water there. Well, and you know who started it all was Bruno had a broken neck, a broken freaking neck. Yep. But because he's a super effing human that apparently only he and John Cena can be, uh, he he didn't even like go through surgery or anything. I think he went through traction and trained, and then he was back in the ring, and he was fine. <laughs> like, yep. what the hell, man? What a freak! And I don't see that in like a well, derogatory he's Superman. Way. Yeah, he was a super Italian. Just like freaking, uh, like I said, John Cena. Like, I've never seen somebody heal like John Cena. Oh, what's that peacemaker power, man? I was going to say, and if uh, anybody's kept up with his, uh, you know, latest role in Suicide Squad, you know, it carries true. Ah, so good, by the way. Everyone go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Watch it. Do not watch with your kids, but yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Spoiler <laughs> alert, you do see some man junk. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, you see, you sort of see some woman junk, but not totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and besides that, just, holy crap, the first five minutes of that movie, I was like, Yeah. Gory is all crap. (laughs) All right. Uh, this first match, just incredible with, uh, man, check out this entourage. He's got Jason Chastity and Nicole Bass. She's tonight. I got hives. (laughs) Uh, uh, chastity who the f was that that is i think she was in wcw with raven and then they fired her because she had a porn star past oh for god's sake yeah so with a name like chastity that's how i remember <laughs> her because yeah so because nice. bishop talked about it on the show they found out and they let her go so it during that time why did they care i don't think they cared i think they're worried that turner neck turner network would care yeah, I think I he said I think he said it never got out to them, but they nipped it in the bud before it became a thing. So, good lord! Uh, and ECW—that's almost like a—that's re- almost like something on the uh, on the job application. Have you been <laughs> in porn? Like, look. Uh, no. Whoa, whoa! It'll be so quick to answer now. Hold on, think yeah. about your answers. <laughs> well, it's one of them things. Like, look, if you answer no, that will not disqualify you from employment, but you know, we might not hire you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Alex Raj, by the way, is a, a porn star, a guy who gives people hives, and one of Howard Stern's whack pack. So, 
who oh. also did porn. I mean, sort of. I mean, she did uh, what's called apartment wrestling, which isn't technically porn, but it's like dominatrix stuff where she keeps her most of her clothes on. Yeah. Wow, you have some strange viewing habits, but I, I don't touch. Freaking, uh, what the Bruce Pritchard talked about that. He said that's why, well, not why they let her go, but they said when they were, she tried to get more money out of them. And when they said no, okay. she's like, she said, I can make more money doing apartment wrestling. And he's like, so, uh, then go do that. So both these women were fired from a later position. Or I guess this was, yeah, this was oh, earlier for Chastity, later for Nicole. For the same thing? Basically, yeah. Wait, no, I'm well, going back because Nicole actually had been in WWE yet. She doesn't come until later. So yeah, later so they would both be fired for the same thing. Technically, oh. I, I think because she wanted more money uh, to re-up her contract, and they were like, first of all, we don't want to re-up your contract. Second of all, even if we did, we're not paying you more money. And and her excuse was, well, I can make more doing apartment wrestling. And he's like, first of all, I don't know what that is. Second of all, then go do it. And then when he found out what it is, he's like, yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I can't believe someone that was on the Howard Stern show didn't have high morals. <laughs> I, right? I, gosh. Right? Anyway, uh, uh, Just Incredible is taking on Jerry Lynn. This is a final of the <laughs> summer series. Yes, there is a match in here, folks. Sorry for all the pain. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's about 14 and a half minutes long now that we're done talking about porn, at least for now. Uh, Joey Styles gets yeah, in the a next line. Match is coming up, so wow. Uh, Joey Styles gets in a line about how Nicole, about Nicole Bass, that they quote ought to call her Russia because she's bigger than China. Good mm. lord! First of all, I think he's talking Wait, about the USSR. Is that true? Because I don't think Russia's bigger than China. Is it? No, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like is he talking about the USSR? Because maybe, but like at this time, no. Like China has more in its capital than our whole country has here. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, Styles also makes sure to trash, quote, the know-it-all wrestling journalists during the match. I thought those were ECW's target demographic. So what the hell? I, anyway. Yeah. I must I have missed that. I... Yeah, he kept going on about, well, the know-it-all wrestling journalists don't, you know, don't like this stuff. It's like, I thought you guys loved the smart marks. Also, to be fair, the reason I missed it is if you listen to Joey Styles in ECW, he says some... And when I say quick one-liners, I mean it literally. He says it so quick and it's kind of faint that you have to be, like, listening to hear it. Like, you know what I mean? You have to, like, you really pay yep. attention. You're not going to just hear oh, it yeah. and pass it. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Uh, Credible's entourage gets involved quite a bit in this match, and Jerry Lynn ends up taking them out one by one. Credible finally wins with the That's Incredible off the top rope. I will say it looked a little weird because, like, uh, he's sitting on the top rope. Lynn goes up like he's going to do something to him. And then he acts like he fell and like he basically lays over Credible's shoulder and gets in position. I'm like, it looked a little unnatural, but whatever. Either way, I thought it was a good match. Mm -hmm. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it three as well. I genuinely love this match. I'm shocked how good it was. Yeah, um, right. I'm going to say this. Some people might not like it. Some people might not even get it. But, wow, a tombstone on the top rope and someone doesn't kick out. That's a shock. I know. You're not going to see that in 2021. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, oh, man. I, I'm getting so effing tired of that. I hate when people kick out of any pile driver. 
but especially like a tombstone off the top. Like, come on, man. Sammy Guevara is like 10 pounds, dude. Could have killed him. <laughs> I know. Stupid. I have to get off Stupid. topic, but man, that match was so good, and then they did that. Uh, yep. Sometimes AEW is like, they get in trouble sucking themselves off sometimes. I'll say that. But anyway, uh, before the next match, Chris Candido brings out Tammy Lynn Sitch, better known as Sonny, and Joey Styles acts like this is a huge coup for them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, so? Yeah, like, he loses his effing mind. Did you notice that? I did. He was like, oh, my God, we got Tammy. And I'm like. This, I, put, I started having flashbacks of when, uh, was it, was it Deuce or Domino that he viewed in Ring of Honor and they lost the crap over it? Do you remember that? Cliff Compton. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Cliff Compton. Like, and? <laughs> yeah. And then I, one more recent one was when Deanna Prazo debuted at Impact and Josh Matthews act like they just landed, like, an in-their-prime Hulk Hogan or something. Deanna Prazo, oh, my God. So? Yeah. I will say since then, Deanna's went on to be, like, their top oh, female star. I'm but, not going to deny that. But, right. no, no but, at the, gonna, but at the time, yeah. At the time, it's I'll like. I'll say this. It would make more sense now if she was, like, debut somewhere and someone got nuts because of the name she carved herself. But not last year. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, I was like, you mean the girl who was had like one jobber match on Raw and had been like basically a jobber on NXT? All right. So I don't know. But yeah, when I, they're like freaking out over Timmy Lynn Sitch, like I'm like, okay, nobody's going to say, holy crap, Sonny's on, on the other channel. I'm going to change. Like, all right. I mean, now, I might change uh... after I see her. <laughs> Remember the last match I said more on the porn thing going up? When's she going to do porn too? Uh, yeah, it's years down the road. I think it's called Sunny Side Up. Oh, that's original. Yeah, um, right. I'll say this, too. When I first saw this, I didn't know her and Candido were really a thing. I was like, so she went to ECB just to be with Skip? And now it makes, <laughs> now it makes sense, but, like, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but Chris Candido, by the way, was in phenomenal shape here. Like, mother of God. Like, yeah, he was short as hell, but holy cow, he was jacked. That's but, currently a goal of TJ's, by the way, folks. But anyways. Yeah, right. Uh, but since Chris is wearing headgear, he runs around the ring barking like Rick Steiner. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and, and then he and Tammy do the Steiner Brothers pose. Uh, I will say that uh, I'd rather, you know, have Tammy sitting on my back. See, than, uh, I knew Steiner. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you knew I was going to go there. I did. I was like, oh, God, there's a dog-style joke coming. I can see it. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> Part of me was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in there. I can't just leave it sitting there. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tammy then does Chris's ring announcements, and is it just me, or does she sound incredibly drunk? I didn't catch that. She just seemed like, because her eyes are like half open, and she's like... Well, knowing what we know now, I think it's an educated guess. Yeah. She's just like, her eyes are like half open, she's like moving her head around a lot, she's like... 200 so-and-so pounds, or, or the hardest pounds I ever felt. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, what the hell? I, I mean, don't know, no, but... Well, no. I mean, and by the way, I will say this. She grabs, like, the ring announcer's mic and says something about, like, uh, she can do it better or something. And I'm like, mm, of all the things you're good at, which is a short list, but ring announcing is not on that list. She's horrible. 
I always hated when she did the ring announcing in WWE. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like looking at her, but I'm like, holy cow. Like, her voice is, like, screechy. The problem is she didn't try. She was just yelling it. Like, not yelling it to try. Right. Just, just saying it. Right. Yeah, I know. But this next match is Lance Storm versus Chris Candido with Tammy Lynn Sitch in his corner. It went 11 minutes. Joey Styles puts over that Chris Candido's wearing that wrestling headgear because Sabu ripped his left ear off. But yeah. when Storm, but when Storm takes Chris's headgear off, it looks perfectly fine. Well, you have uh, the ECW money to go get a plastic surgeon. So yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, well, because Styles explains it away by saying, "Well, he had a good plastic surgeon." It's yeah. like mm, from his leftover body Donna's money. <laughs> hey, he gave he signed the check over to the doctor. The silly doctor didn't clear the check before he did the, the surgery, so it bounced. But you know, hey, Candido got his, so whatever. Speaking of Candido and money, I always like the – I heard a story where he uh, he was NWA champion at one point, and he ran into Lou Thez in, like, an airport bathroom, and he, like, marked out. He's like, oh, Mr. Thez. He's like, hey, uh, you don't, you probably don't know who I am, but I'm Chris Candido. I'm the NWA champion. And he's like, do you have any advice for me? And Thez was like, uh, always get your cut of the house. And uh, Candido laughed, and he's like, uh, yeah, if I actually just was – because back in, when Thez was wrestling, they got paid based off, you know, their cut of the house – well, Candido was like, if I had that, I'd actually be losing money. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. But anyway, uh, Tammy hands Candido powder at one point, but Storm smacks it into Chris's face. The ref gets bumped, and when Storm goes up top, Tammy rubs his ass and then crotches him. <laughs> uh, the referee grabs her dress for some reason. Candido schoolboy's a referee because he's still blind from powder, and he rips Tammy's dress clean off, having her breasts pop out, but she dives forward and covers him up. And then a security guard covers her up. The crowd boos, obviously, because they don't get to see her uh, uh, puppies. And uh, Candido yeah. hits the... Yeah, right. And then Candido hits the blonde bombshell on Storm for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter. I gave it three stars. What say you? I gave it three two. I liked it. Two three stars back to back, man. Like, what's going on in the show? Uh, ECW show. I know. What the hell is going on? I mean, I realize the the guys we just mentioned, but holy hell. Either way, uh, after the match, we go to commentary where Joey Styles acts shocked about something he's hearing over his headset before saying, "I didn't think we were going to show this on the pay per view." And then he sends it to footage of New Jack outside the arena with fans saying that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I see New Jack coming in Dayton, and I'm running. I mean, he would have fit right in. Oh, I bet you called it home there. Uh, but New Jack was saying that Jack Victory is going to get his ass whooped tonight. All of a sudden, Jack Victory comes out of the arena dressed like a middle school gym teacher. And he he's even got, like, the, the lanyard around his neck and everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, just in case security doesn't recognize him at his own effing show. By the way, real quick, uh, we're getting back to our we've got to mention uh, Jack Victory thing in our show because we haven't done it in a while. I know. I was get I, I was starting to have withdrawals, man. We haven't got to mention him in a while. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he approaches New Jack. Eventually, the Dudley Boys roll up in a car, hop out, and hit New Jack, uh, or excuse me, and jump New Jack with Jack Victory, being New Jack down. The chair-swinging freaks of Falls Mahoney and Axel Rotten come out, along with John Cronus. Real name, and, by the way. Yeah. And they run out to help New Jack. 
New Jack is slammed face first into the car hood, and everyone separates. Apparently, by the way, this was enough to hurt him so bad, there will be no match tonight between him and Jack Victory, to which I cried. Tears of joy? Yeah, right. I know I was I texted you at this point and I was like, two great matches on the show. I've I've been loving it so far, and we don't get to see Jack Victory versus New Jack. Like, holy crap, this may be the best show ever. <laughs> do we know why it was canceled, by the way? Uh I do not. I, I hadn't seen anything in the news about it. Uh which is my bad. I know I didn't do my research. Feel free to crap on me about it, but well, I mean if it wasn't in the news, it might not have been significant. It might, I, I will say this. I didn't look at the actual show review by Meltzer. It might have been in that. So I'll, uh, you know. Oh, see. we could pass it off as I don't want to read crap. So there's that. Good lord. But anyway, we move on to backstage. Was it just me or did the cameraman shake all over the place like he was on drugs? See, I thought it was wind or something. He's like moving back and forth and up and down and all over the place. And I put I put in my notes and said, the camera's shaking like the cameraman's on drugs, which is a good bet. <laughs> we got some good stuff from Tammy. <laughs> good lord. Uh, while Bill Alfonso and uh, Rob Van Dam cut a promo with Sabu just standing there in a suit. And RVD and Sabu, uh, or they talk about RVD and Sabu defending their ECW tag team titles later tonight against two Japanese wrestlers. Uh, about Shins- Shinsei Jinsei Shinzaki, by the way. RVD keeps pretending he sneezes, and he goes, Hakushi! And then Bill Alfonso... <laughs> and then Bill Alfonso would say, Bless you! <laughs> uh, for those that don't get it, he was Hakushi in the WWF. So there you go. Uh, Sabu, by the way, clearly wants RVD's TV title, and he makes it super obvious. Is it just me, or did their old-style TV title look like they just got the winged eagle WWF world title and slap their yeah, logo on it. Yeah, their old their old tag titles look like the Intercontinental title too, so I know. I'm like, did Reggie Parks just have like reject titles laying around and you're like, ah, just put our logos on it and, and ship them. Uh their world title, I can't quite place that one. It was it was very different at this time. Anyway, the next match is Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. It went just shy of twelve minutes. When Mike Awesome comes out, Joey Styles lets everybody know that he's called the Gladiator in Japan. Because Joey Styles is a huge nerd. Uh, yeah, I, I still think it's him under Sockhead Idiot's mask. So. You you cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'll never not, by the way, be a fan of this match. I'll just say that. Yeah. I mean, well, they'll have a. This is damn good. Not to keep it away, but they'd have an even better one seven years later. Oh, at the one night stand. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was one of their better ones, I'll say that, because they had a ton of matches. Uh, both men damn near killed each other multiple effing times in this match, including Awesome getting powerbombed over the top rope, neck first to a damn table outside the ring. That was sick. Uh, after a ton of big moves, Tanaka pins Awesome with a tornado DDT onto a stack of chairs. Uncle Dave gave this four stars. I gave it three and a half. What say you? God, I have to agree with that idiot. I gave it four as well. I loved it. Yeah, it was, I will yeah. say this. It was damn good. I, I thought their match at um, when I stand is five. So I'm like, I think that's a little better. But man, this was awesome. We got to review that sometime just so fun. I can go back and watch it. 
I think right? um, I think uh, Mike Goss was one of the more underrated guys ever. Oh, he was great. I don't understand. I mean, just looking at it, like, by God, look at it. Uh, don't you think Vince would have, like, salivated over signing him? I would think. I just, yeah. I I don't get it. It's like, what, what, what was it the damn mullet? Because he could have cut it. I think by the time he got here, he, or WWE, he had no mullet. I want right. to say he had, like, a flat top, so. That's why I'm thinking. It's like, was it the mullet? <laughs> I mean, I think he cut it towards the end of his WCW run when he was in Team Canada. But still, it's just like, I don't know. But either way, uh, yeah, it was a damn good match. Backstage, Taz cut a promo where he says that tonight is the night Bam Bam Bigelow will tap out to the real world champion. He is na- he has the name drop Steve Austin, Goldberg, and Mike Tyson. Gotta get them in. <laughs> uh, when he... Uh, when he goes back, to, or when we go back to the commentary table, rather, Shane Douglas disagrees with Taz and says he's the real world champion, and he's like going nuts and showing off his title and everything. So there you go. Backstage, Joel Gertner's cutting a promo for the Dudley Boys. The camera is yet again shaking all over the damn place. With strong, uh, dude. <laughs> right. Uh, Gertner says that the Dudley Boys made sure that no one were, uh, no one will be around to save the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Spike Dudley tonight. Bubba Ray shouts at the camera and makes a bunch of crucifixion references. Uh, was this... Uh, no, that happened in 96 with the crucifixion of Sandman, so... Late 96, early 97, something around there. Yeah, so I don't know what the hell this was all about. It wasn't even, like, timely or... I, I don't know. This is weird. Why? What was with this company like obsessed with like making crucifixion references? That's I, weird, dude. Yeah. But this next match is for the ECW World Tag Team Titles. It is Rob Van Dam and Sabu with Bill Alfonso in their corner. They are defending against the team of Jinsei Shinzake and Hayabusa. Hayabusa is another one I was thinking of from FMW. Unfortunately, he uh got paralyzed in the ring at one point and he died an early death but he was he was really good in the ring when he was a wrestler but this one went just shy of 21 minutes uh the way sabu is dressed for his entrance gear at this time by the way made him look like the chic junior yeah i went a little overboard on it (laughs) yeah he's wearing the robe the headdress he was even wearing the suit backstage so i was like yeah But there were clearly some communication issues with these two teams at first. You can see there's a there's actually a UF up chant early on in the match. It quickly gets crazy, by the way. And in the end, RVD and Sabu lay Shinzaki and Hayabusa on a table and then dive off the corners on top of them for the pinfall win made by Sabu on Shinzaki. Uh, If I had one critique of this match, it's that I think it went on way too long. Uncle Dave gave it two yeah. stars. I gave it three stars. What say you? I gave it three as well. I really loved it. I thought it was a little too long, and <laughs> I thought the at, the at this point, I'm like, man, people still haven't scouted the Van Daminator enough. I feel <laughs> I know, right? like he held that chair for like an hour before he got kicked into his face. <laughs> they always catch it. Like, quit catching the chair. Just move out of the way or swat it or something. It just felt like it was longer than ever. 
Right. Uh, are you going to kick me now? Or what? <laughs> My favorite is uh, Sabu throwing the chair. He catches the chair, and then RVD hits it. Yeah, that was great. But either way, a highlight package before the next match shows when Bam Bam Bigelow put Taz through the ring when Taz had him in a Taz mission, or the Katahajime, I, I don't know how to spell it. Uh, later, Taz shook his hand to show re- some respect, but Taz kept trying to get the world a world title match against Shane Douglas, injuring his arm in the process. This led to Bam Bam defeat, er, defending his triple threat partner. Uh, Taz started calling himself the uncrowned world champion, creating the FTW world title, which is back on TV, by the way. As Taz kept going. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Starks? I think, um, what's his full name? Absolute uh, Ricky Starks. Yeah. Current champion. Yep. Right after uh, Brian Cage. But as Taz kept going after Shane Douglas, Bam Bam kept going after Taz. So that kept this feud going. So there you go. This next match is Taz defending the FTW World's Heavyweight title in a Falls Count Anywhere match against Bam Bam Bigelow. It went just shy of 13 and a half minutes. Taz no-sells a huge powerbomb to start the match, and it's all nuts from there on out, battling through the crowd and all over the arena. Taz even get, gets thrown face-first through a table that's propped up in the corner, and he gets busted open. Taz, Taz plexes Bigelow through half of a table set up in the corner, Finally, Bigelow picks Taz up on the ramp, and Taz turns it around into a tornado DDT through the stage. The crowd loses their effing minds. Bam Bam climbs out first, and then Taz hops out, and he jumps on his back with the Katahajime, and Bigelow taps out on the ramp. Uncle Dave gave this three and three-quarter stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? Three as well. What the hell's going on, man? We have not rated one match on the show below three stars yet and we've only got one more match to go uh we'll we'll get to that one but yeah this was a damn good match i love these two i i I find it funny that uncle dave gave it three and three quarter stars like what the hell shaved off a quarter of a star (laughs) like like dude just go with it man but taz grabs a mic and he shouts hey douglas beat me if you can survive and he lets the crowd finish it. Shane gets so angry that he picks up a monitor and throws it, and Francine holds him back on commentary. Now, in the play-up footage for the main event, it seems that this entire match revolves around Beulah McGillicuddy. Her allegiance to Tommy Dreamer, by the way, is suspect at best, and the Dudleys hit the 3D on her once. I think that was her swan song, wasn't it? Her getting 3D'd. Yeah. Always okay. a pile driver. Eh, whatever. I love him. Yeah, no, so, Paul Driver was Sam Man's wife, never mind. Yeah. Man, Peach has got abused in ECW, man. I mean, not that Beulah didn't, but... Yeah, speaking of porn, Beulah McGillicuddy. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take our next break. Wow. <laughs> I, From what I had heard, I haven't seen it, but from what I had heard, she did porn before going to ECW under a different I name. I don't want to know. <laughs> Hey, we've talked about porn already on the show, man, and you got to just steer into it head first. Anyway, head first. Is, uh, anyway, uh, get back. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Uh, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the main event right after this. 
Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, main event time. Before the match, the Dudley uh, Bubba Ray Dudley cuts a promo in the ring, trashing the Dayton audience, challenging anyone from the WWF and challenging anyone from WCW. Bubba, by the way, is still trying to talk somewhat Southern. Did you catch that? I actually thought that was his natural accent for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, how were we supposed to know, you know? But it just sounds funny. That's like, especially now knowing he's got the thickest freaking New York accent. And then he he's trying to talk like this. Like, what the hell? I guess it makes sense because his name is Bubba and he wears a Confederate flag bandana. Uh, but uh, Joel Gertner cuts another disgusting promo. He did make me pop uh, when he... It's shocking. You listen. I know. Usually he keeps it fairly clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, will, I will admit he made me pop when he said, Dayton, Ohio. It's amazing where they let people live these days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Joel introduces official Jeff Jones, who, uh, Judge Jeff Jones? Not at the, not just yet. He's ex- the extreme official Jeff Jones at this time. Doesn't, uh, Brian Myers mark out to this fool? Yes, he does. Frickin' weird. Well, <sighs> he loves ECW, man. To him, that's like the greatest thing ever. Again, freaking weird. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's from New York, so there's that. How is he not the one doing the deathmatch garbage? He said he has a family and cares about them? (laughs) Yeah, but, hey, don't get me wrong, at least he has a line, but why is it the other one? (laughs) He doesn't have a family that he gets a crap about? Well, he's got Chelsea and a couple of dogs and some cats, I think. Hey, hey, Chelsea, if I'm maimed, you'll still love me, right? 
Nah, I love you for them abs. Anyway, uh, Joel and uh, yeah, I Joel said abs. Jeff Jones. <laughs> God. Well, and the other, anyway, uh, Jeff Jones also has a blow-up doll with Beulah's face on it that they call Beulah McGilla Slutty. Uh, yeah. That was original. <laughs> when Joel says sign guy Dudley has a quote ruptured rectum. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dudley... yeah, you thought you thought JR's anal bleeding was bad, <laughs> right? Well, to put this in context, sign guy Dudley's got like a brace on his leg, and he's on a, he's on uh, crutches, and Joel is like playing up his injuries, and he said, and a and a ruptured rectum. And they get angry at him, and they're like, hey, you don't say that. That's not real. And he's like, oh. But after he says that, Joey Styles says, I bet Joel caused that injury himself. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <sighs> Let's get into the match at hand. Mother of God. It is uh, real names, by the way. Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Dick Dudley. <sighs> it stands for Richard. Oh, yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, well, totally. And, uh, they have Joel Gertner and sign guy Dudley in their corner. They are taking on the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Little Spike Dudley in a six-man tag team street fight. This went for about 14 and a half minutes. The babyfaces all come out with plunder to start the match, and Sandman makes himself bleed a gusher before the opening bell. I was like, hot damn, dude, you really busted your ass open. Uh, I did laugh when Joey Styles called Big Dick Dudley, quote, ECW's giant, and said he was six foot seven, and then Sandman comes in and is eye level with him. I think they were going with girth, too. So. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I get that part, but no, he's I know. Like I, just, playing. I, think, I think that's their giant, is their girth. Right. Uh. Well, he's like, he, he's six foot seven, then he gets in the ring, it's like, Okay, then either Sandman is also 6'7", which I don't buy, or you're full of crap. <sighs> but Big Dick got busted open. That's Hang on, I gotta, I gotta say something real cool. <laughs> 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 Did you notice how long it took for this match to actually be a street fight? Uh, yeah. I feel like they were just wrestling for a while. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm not against, you know, I don't, I don't really care hardcore wrestling i just think it's funny yeah, that they took forever it. to get to their own bread and butter <laughs> i know right especially when they brought garbage to the ring and sandman yeah. is bleeding before he steps through the ropes yeah because at, at for a minute i had forgotten it was a the hardcore street fight back alley brawl dayton street fight whatever the hell they want to call it <laughs> the hell i i forgot honestly just uh, i just yeah, thought it was right. a good old-fashioned trios match yeah right uh, well, Spike is also bleeding. Uh, Spike dives off the ladder. And Big Dick's still bleeding. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, he is. Uh, Spike sets up a ladder in the ring, and he dives off of it down onto all three Dudleys outside of the ring. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Educator of kids, by the way. That's a <laughs> yeah, shoot. Right. And he weighs about 100 pounds soaking wet with bricks in his pocket. Uh, Devon is next to bleed. Oddly enough, Tommy Dreamer... And uh, Bubba Ray don't bleed in this one. They're the only two. Uh, when Tommy Dreamer locks, like, I, guys, I don't want to. I don't want to get any crap for this, but seriously, because Devon's so damn dark, you can't even tell he's bleeding. Well, it's also the video quality too. That too, because, yeah, that too. 
I've been able to tell, and, and you're right, but I've been able to tell when he's bled and like, because an ECW doesn't do close-ups a whole lot, so that's I'm another okay with thing. That. <laughs> yeah, right. Because at first they were like, Devon's bleeding, and I'm like, is he? And then like, there were a couple angles, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see it. And then they did finally get some close-ups, I'm like, hot damn, he is bleeding. But uh, Tommy Dreamer locks Sign Guy Dudley in the figure four, and then Jeff Jones breaks it up before pile-driving the blow-up doll and doing Tommy Dreamer's pose. You just Why? said that. Don't know. This is a real sentence. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer. Um, look, who was waiting? Like show of sign, show, show of hands. Who was waiting for him to do something disgusting with that doll? Yeah, I. Who, show of hands. Who's shocked it wasn't Joel Gertner? <laughs> uh, but Tommy, Tommy Dreamer then gets up and pile drives Jones. The next ref along with the baby faces, all hit stereo drop kicks onto the heels who were all hung up in the corners in the Tree of Woe. That was kind of cool. Uh, tables, ladders, chairs, and canes were all used in this match. That and... is it's actually ECW's TLC, by the way. No joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was shocked that it was only these weapons, by the way. <laughs> uh, D- Bubba did take a nut shot with the cane. Which... Of course he did. <laughs> what is always with him and getting hit in the nuts? Who bro, he's, he's got a huge Johnson, bro. It doesn't hurt. You see who he's married to? I believe it. <laughs> I think we discussed this. That's how he got her, right? Because he tossed it in his sock? That's got to be it. <laughs> that has to be. Unless he's, like, low-key handsome, and I don't... He, he's either low-key handsome or got a low-key big hog. I mean, I've often, often said this. I'm like, yeah, I can see why guys, like, you know... Brady and Cena, they get the women they want, but really? In the Miz. Bully yeah. Ray? Yeah, and the, and the Bully Ray and Velvet? Really? Seriously? Yeah, like, <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I can, I can even see it with uh, with Gail Kim and her husband. It's like, first of all, he's Jack. Second of all, he's got that foreign accent, you know, the, the British accent. And third, he can cook her a nice meal afterwards. There you go. And he's got the silver hair. You know, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, this so, guy's bald, by the way. <laughs> God dang it! I know. Situates his scars. Another thing. I know. It's just like yeah, wow. Like, if it was Canadian, I get it. Apparently, they like that because that's how hockey players look, like that. <laughs> scars, <laughs> teeth missing, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But in the end, uh, Bubba misses a middle rope splash onto a ladder. Tommy Dreamer hits the Dreamer DDT and pins him. This was the main event because it was of all the story involved, but honestly, it was, in my opinion, the worst match of the whole night. Not saying it sucked, it just was the worst match of the night. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars, I gave it two and a half stars for average. What say you? I wanted to give it one, but I, I found myself kind of enjoying it and inter- intrigued, so I gave it two. I, but I, I just... You know, I don't know. I hate hardcore matches, but I try to put that aside. I don't think it's fair to take points away for that. Um, I want to say for the first half of it, I think I hated it. I did too, because like I said, it took like seven hours to get started. Yeah, I know. And I I say that critically because I'm like, I don't like hardcore matches, but like, what the hell? You're wrestling. (laughs) Well, once the the actual street fight aspect of it started, I wasn't super impressed with that either, because it's like, okay, this is every Dudley Boys match in ECW ever. Brawl through the crowd, hit each other with every weapon, brawl around ringside, don't do anything in the ring, and then finally they got back in the ring. I'm like, okay, it's not terrible. It really makes you wonder again what the hell Vince is like, oh, I want them. Right, yeah. 
And that's Keep in mind, he didn't get Lance Storm or Jerry Lynn. I mean, eventually, but he didn't get Lance Storm or Jerry Lynn in their heyday. He got the Dudley Boys. Yeah, right. I want to talk and about night and day. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because like, with this stuff I'm seeing, I'm like, what did they show Vince that he was like, I need these guys? Like, I don't get it. And don't get me wrong, they, like, once they went to the WWF, I could see it. But what about their run in ECW made them stand out to him? Whatever. I just thought they were a draw. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, all they did was accentuate Edge and Christian, the Hardys, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, they did good stuff in TNA. Uh, they did good stuff in WWE. I feel like they're... I mean, they really are one of the most decorated tag teams of all time. They're right up there with LOD. So, you know, it's funny. I think a majority of their wrestling was best in TNA, if I'm being real. Like, I mean, wrestling. Yeah, they had some, they did have some good matches there with the machine guns, beer money. Well, uh, yeah, but do you see who you just named, though, to be fair? Right. Um, Even with LAX. I put John Moxley in this category. I thought he was really great as Dean Ambrose and doesn't do anything great as Moxley anymore. I just ah man with the hardcore stuff. I'm like, what the hell? We know you can wrestle. Don't tell me he can't. Yeah, that's their comfort zone, I guess. But after the match, after the match, finally we get Jack Victory. Man, he he's here. He this he, is the point of the show where I got down my hands and knees and thank God for giving us this gift. Right, yeah, because first Jack Victory comes in, and he has a guitar for some reason, and he smashes it over Tommy Dreamer's head. Uh, because that's New Jack's thing. Which blew my mind, because New Jack is a freaking hip-hop guy, so whatever. Uh, I don't think way, he uses it ironically like Jeff Jarrett did, to be fair. I think, uh, yeah, well, and, and they fill the same. Like, Jarrett put a little bit of powder in his, so it made a poof. This thing was filled with powder. So it looked like after he Oh, hit, no, that's just how guitars are built, you idiot. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, so... You would know, this is probably a freaking Ohio-made guitar. Jeez. Yeah. First of all, when he hit him with the guitar, that thing disintegrated, like, into, like, splinters. I'm like, hot damn, I've heard of gimmicking a guitar, but wow. And secondly, uh, there was so well, much powder... Talk, man. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah, he doesn't... No, he doesn't. <laughs> Uh, but the thing with the, the powder, like, there was so much damn powder in that thing, it looked like Tommy Dreamer, like, was, had, went, like, dyed his hair white. I was like, wow, dude. Rumor has it, uh, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Good Lord. Said. I'll tell you but off I, the air. <laughs> but I saw a blonde guy hitting somebody with a guitar, and I had PTSD. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, but a brawl breaks out before New Jack runs down with a shopping cart full of bullcrap. And and you know the song was playing, by the way, but you won't hear it. Oh, uh, yeah, unless you can find a bootleg copy of this somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's going to be that horrible Peacock dub. Uh, but yeah, because, yeah, you know, the song itself is so great. I know you're not a fan. I personally always loved uh, Natural Born Killers, but that's just me. Anyway, it's uh, New Jack. I'll say that. Can't deny that. Right. Uh, he beats everyone down with everything in the damn shopping cart, including the shopping cart. He finishes it by slamming a or smashing a guitar over Victory's head. Sandman, New Jack, and Tommy Dreamer all climb ladders in the middle of the ring and pose while a bloody Spike Dudley poses below them. <laughs> yeah. End of show. 
I'll say this. ECW, ECW shows always, good, bad, or indifferent, always ended awkwardly, in my opinion. Like, I feel like they still had five minutes to go, and they're like, what do we do? And they're like, I don't know, dance around in the ring while Natural Born Killers plays. Everybody loves it. I remember when Mike Awesome beat Spike Dudley, that one where he beat him to a pulp. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the other one where he didn't beat him to a pulp. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, it's just, he was celebrating in the ring, and it went off the air as he was getting out of the ring to go to the back. So wow. I have a different mind. I'm like, I think they were always constantly running out of time. Now, keep it in mind, they, I don't think they can go all the way to 8 p.m. or 11 over there, whatever time zone thing. I think they have to give like 10 minutes. I think. Because I remember yeah, I WWE always used to go off at like 7:40 my time when it was on traditional pay per view. Huh. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know for sure. Uh, I I do know it just it it was weird. Their timing was always weird on these shows. And um, I that that was another note I had by about this by the way. Like the first five minutes of this match was just the Dudleys beating the crap out of Spike Dudley, like they do all the time. So I was like, cool. I, how, how much can you see this little dude get the hell beat out of him? Like, jeez Louise. Anyway. Yeah, that's ran its course. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's the end of the show. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, it's final ratings time, and we're going to tell you what's coming up next week and this Friday on the podcast. We'll be right back. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. And we're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 8.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 9.24 out of 10. Uh, I actually, I gave it 8.5 out of 10. I am also grading on the ECW scale, so I thought it was a really good show. What say you? So, I hate ECW. As you know, I love mm-hmm. this show. Like, I right. loved it. I said A-. minus. I thought it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Like, for an ECW get... show, wow. 
Oh yeah. That's uh, like... I will say this. I thought the the last part almost dragged me down to a B plus. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't let that drag me down because that's CCW. They do that crap. You know what I mean? Yep. And it, and that. It's like it's like I'm not gonna judge WWE stuff based on a bunch of DQs nowadays or AEW on a bunch of afterbirths and all that crap. This is just what they do. So if you factor that in, and you know, it's like you have to go with it. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah, this may be and and uh, any actual ECW fans out there, if you can, or even if you know what you're talking about with ECW, point us in the direction of some good ECW shows because I'm going to be really honest with you. This is the best ECW show I've ever seen, and I don't know if it gets any better than this. I I I agree. I just it's I the don't... best one you've ever seen. No, um, <laughs> no, I I agree. It's the best one I've seen too. It's um. I don't know. It was just something about it. It was really great. Yeah, top to bottom. Uh, uh, no, well, top to almost the bottom. But right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, hell, even that match was like passable. Yeah, I, for, for it being that crap. I mean, you, if it's advertised to be an ECW street fight, you should know. If you know wrestling, you should know what you're getting. Yeah, especially and, with those guys in it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't ever going to be great. It wasn't ever going to be, you know, uh, a classic. But hot damn, man. That's, Let me ask, uh, we had a bunch of three-star matches. What was your favorite match in this show? Probably uh, Tanaka and, and uh, Awesome. Yeah, it's mine, too. Yeah, it's probably my favorite match of the show. Uh, my second I, favorite I, is probably the tag. I think Mike Awesome is criminally underrated. I say the same thing about Sheamus nowadays, too, and they're not too dissimilar. It's like, yeah. Man, right. there's just, he's just so damn underrated. He could do. He was a big ass dude that could do dives over the top. And you wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like he was a big ass dude. He could do dives over the top rope. He could dive off the top rope. He, he could thrill fat chicks. Good lord. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's the fat chick thriller and that seventies guy all rolled into one. Good stuff. Well. For all of you, we are not done with the ECW stuff this week. We don't actually have another. It's not a, technically an ECW show coming up, but this is double main event week, meaning there is a bonus show tomorrow. Or excuse me, on bonus. Friday. Yes, uh, Friday we are dropping a bonus show. It is TNA Hardcore Justice 2010. I finished it and um, wow. I was going <laughs> to say that. This is my second time watching it. Same. And, wow. Well, we'll leave it at that for now. (laughs) Okay. Well, next week on August 25th, we are doing our second and final SummerSlam of the month. It's our final show of the month as well. We are closing out with WWE SummerSlam 2005. This one was Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels in the main event. Legend versus Icon. I will say the Cena Jericho match on here that rules ass. So we'll say that too. Oh, is it like Warhorse? He's totally he totally rules ass or whatever. <laughs> oh man, that uh, yeah. Anyway, I will say my favorite part. Not to spoil anything, but my favorite part of the uh, the Hogan uh, Shawn Michaels thing was actually before the match. It was during Hogan's entrance where he comes out, and there's a giant American flag behind him. He's doing the posing, and the crowd's going wild. And Sean is laughing his ass off in the ring, and he starts doing the digging motion like he's being buried. 
<laughs> I freaking loved that. I was like, it's so subtle. Uh, like, I mean, not really subtle, but it's like, it's something you wouldn't pick up on, like, as just like a casual fan. But you know what he's getting at. My favorite part was the uh, the divas doing the car wash. But anyways. Good Lord. Is that on this show? Yeah. Oh, man. I got to watch it back. But anyway, that does it for ECW. We're bringing you a double main event, and it's all hardcore and extreme this week, man. I hope you're ready. Yeah, and if you uh, if you skip over these events, we'll hold it against you. Can you just download it, though, and get us the number? Yeah, I, how dare you skip over? This is good crap, good crap pal. God hey, skip it. over. That was prime time. You like Skipper in WCW. Yeah, right. All right. Well, a little factoid. <laughs> right. But all right. Well, we're going to uh, that is uh that's this show. Uh again, please subscribe and review, give us a download, spread the word and uh Listen to us on unhingedsn.airtime.pro live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Big things happening in the world of un- uh, Unhinged, so keep tuned for that, and we'll tell you about some exciting stuff coming up. You almost said uncensored. No, we saved that grading for March. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. Well, this is this is an uncensored, hardcore, extreme, double main event week, man. So. <sighs> God help us all. Anyway, we'll see you next, or actually, we'll see you Friday with Hardcore Justice 2010 and next week with SummerSlam 2005. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.